Welcome to What the Fox, Empowerment for Women. All right, and so welcome to What the Fox. We have Kendra Mickey, um, and she is a singer, songwriter, actress, author, entrepreneur, seems like jack of all trades. So go ahead and introduce <laughs> yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Hey, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. My name is Kendra Mickey. I'm a singer, songwriter, writer, actress, author. Um, as a singer songwriter, I play folk rock Americana with a psychedelic poetic edge. I've been writing poetry for years. Um, that poetry has turned into two published books and I've released two albums. Um, I'm currently working on my third album right now. That is awesome. So what made you want to start being an entrepreneur and doing all of this? Um, so I've always been a go-getter. I've always been someone who's super motivated and I just feel like I get called to action on a few different things, whether it's, um, whether it's just being super active in my life or super active in my community. I always found myself seeking out other like-minded people who wanted to be movers and shakers and, and, uh, you know, put their feet to pavement and make things happen. So I started writing poetry published those two books and then started to develop that business mindset um, with, with the discipline that came in for doing that much editing and stuff like that. So when I launched my career as a singer songwriter, I go by Kendra and the Bunnies. I decided to completely look at this from a music business perspective as well. So that brings in that entrepreneurial um, guidance. So I'm always seeking new avenues to be a better provider for my fans, for my listeners. So I listen to a lot of podcasts that discuss business, business ethics and um, modalities for creating a good business. That is awesome. It's a, it fits into this uh, podcast really well. Um, since we do talk about business and stuff on the Mondays, um, but today we are Wonderful Women Wednesday. And so um, as a wonderful woman yourself, Oh. What would you say has been the biggest struggle that you have had with doing all that you do? Being a woman and the biggest struggle that I've had with doing all that I do. So I would say it would be the kind of the gatekeepers that I come across in the industry. Um, as a female, there's just this sense of, um, who do you know? What can you do for us? Uh, who referred you? Um, the way I look, my image comes into, into conversations quite often. And so I've had to recalibrate and refine myself authentically. I've decided that, you know, for a few, for a few moments there, I would put on a a mask of myself or a facade of myself. You know, as a performer, I was always kind of like, okay, let me be, let me just, once we say action, I'm, I'm a, a different person, you know? But I started to realize that especially through my music, which I talk about like grassroots movements and it's just, it's got this like natural earthy hippie vibe to it. I realized that I need to, regardless of how the industry wants women to be, I need to strip away 
those layers between myself and the listeners, because that's really what I'm seek seeking is an authentic connection because it's so fruitful to really understand. When we have those moments of understanding, it's like we transcend time and history and the way things are. And so I'm building up women by being myself. I saw this quote online that was like, let's love ourselves so vigorously that other people are then led to discover that same love for themselves. So we're just, you know, triggering that goodness in each other all the time. That is amazing. I think it's very difficult for, I will say women and I'm stereotyping, but um, I will, it's very difficult for women to love themselves. Um, we're all about loving other people, making mm -hmm. sure that you take care of the family, making sure you take care of your husband, making sure that you take care of your parents. Um, and I'm speaking from my own experiences because mm -hmm. I have all of that and stuff in my own life. Mm -hmm. Um, but taking care of myself and loving myself has just been something that I have had on the back burner until just recently. So it's taken me 47 years to get to a point where I could actually be okay with who I am and not be so critical of myself mm -hmm. or every move that I make and doubt everything that I do. And so try to establish that confidence and um, that love to be able to actually make the changes that need to be made. You mentioned- Abs Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've dealt with some of those things like as a perfectionist, um, I guess that's the best way to explain it where I get in my head and I'm like kind of a little hypercritical. It's like I'm editing my thoughts as they're happening and that plays into the perfectionism. So I get caught up in like, how can I make people think of me in a certain way instead of just being myself? And it's kind of like this, this paralyzing feeling. Um, it also plays into to self-reflection and self-image and how I see myself. Like if I wake up and I'm having a good day, then I'm gonna think I look great, as if my looks are, are what's the driving force. Um, however, if I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, I mean, no matter what I do, if I go to the salon and get all glammed up, nothing's gonna fill that void within besides self-love and self-care. Yeah, I can remember days when I woke up and it was, okay, I'm gonna have a bad day today. And I have tried really hard and focused a lot on mindset to where when I wake up in the morning, I immediately start thinking of what can I be grateful for? And not just that yeah. I'm grateful I woke up because every, well, not everybody wakes up, but most everybody wakes up. But I try to think about what am I actually grateful for? Right. I'm grateful for, you know, my kids and how happy that they are. I'm grateful for the flowers outside. I'm grateful for you know, having the job that I have and the money that comes in. And I'm mm -hmm. grateful for, you know, and being grateful for all of that stuff um, so that I can just ramble off. And I try to add something to that and stuff each time that I'm thinking of that, that maybe I didn't mention the day before. That way it's not even the same things every day. Um, but setting my mind to a point of being grateful and having mm -hmm. that gratitude so that I can have a better day throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And attract that back to you too. Right. Yeah. And so you have also been an actress. Um, mm -hmm. I know that is a very difficult field to get into. Mm -hmm. um, I have a sister-in-law who is currently working towards getting, uh, becoming an actress as well. Mm -hmm. And so um, the challenges 
that you go through and stuff with being an actress, it seems like, why do you keep going? Like, I mean, it would be the same thing with businesses and stuff. Why do you keep going? Okay, so acting has always been a part of my life. Um, since age four, I saw, you know, this glamorous girl on the TV screen. And I turned to my mom and I was like, oh, is that what being a movie star is? And she was like, yes. So I've been acting since I was four. So it's not like I had any preconceived notions necessarily about who I was before I started on the acting path. And I started in the theater too. The theater is all different sorts of types of people. And you can be cast in any role because it's all, you know, you can be changed via costume, via makeup. Um, we can even add prosthetics to change the way that we, we literally look. So I find that the theater can be a super healthy way to find oneself as an actress. That being said, um, there is a certain mentality that I have noticed that has come about through the kind of like director mindset where we do we would do rehearsal for a show all the way through and it would be absolutely perfect and it would be like electric and the whole cast is like oh my gosh we nailed it and then we sit down and the director's like okay well in scene three you guys did this and then did that and it kind of like unearths all those things that we didn't notice while we were in the moment you know and then it's like okay, and then the director becomes, you know, a little bit in my head. And so I'll be in, I did deal with this for a little bit where I'll be in a scene and I'll be thinking, oh gosh, I, I'm sure that moment where I looked away totally read, not like my character would read. And then boom, I'm out of the scene. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like broke character. I'm in the scene. And so it is like kind of daunting in that way, knowing that you're always being watched. Um, you know, you're putting on a different person's character characteristics and personality, um, but you're also more or less always being judged. Um, but there is a certain amount of freedom in being able to take on a different character because then I can elaborate. So it's really fun when when I like take on characters who kind of have like a like a mean streak or like a crazy streak or something because those parts of myself that I don't really uh, you know dive into because they're not necessarily. I mean, we all have our mean streaks and our crazy streaks, but it's fun to have a character where I can just like totally explode and go in that direction. And it's freeing because then when I go back to my normal life, it's like my spirit has cleansed that part of myself, <laughs> you know? I think we all need the characters that we get to go crazy occasionally. Yeah. That's fun. Um, so you've done the poems and stuff been able to actually be an author with that. Did you self-publish your books? Yes, I self-published the first two books, um, which are both poetry, um, for a few different reasons. I think that, first of all, it was just like, okay, let, let's do this, and self-publishing is um, somewhat easy. You know what I mean? It's very accessible with the internet right now, um, especially because it was poetry, too. I thought, then I don't have to worry about any editors wanting to change and any of the words. That being said, I'm working on a memoir right now that I will be seeking um, a traditional publishing house okay. or self-published, just depending on, on how things go. You know, it's, it's a nice freedom. Plus we, it's so accessible on the internet to be yes. able to market yourself, meet new people. There's tons of Facebook groups for for authors and stuff like that. And then you start connections, start networking, and um, yeah, the rubber meets the road. Yeah, and I think 
you know, you mentioned that you find the Facebook groups and stuff that are kind of connecting you. And then I mentioned it a lot in the podcast and stuff of finding your tribe through investing in some of those Facebook groups. You know, mm -hmm. if you join a Facebook group, it's not necessarily going to show up on your feed. So you might have to visit it a couple of times before it shows up on your feed. But really, there's so many people in different groups that really are a valuable resource for you. And you can learn from them. You can network with them. You can find some valuable tips and stuff as far as, you know, making it to the next level. Mm -hmm. um, what kind of uh, goals do you have right now and stuff with your business? You mentioned the memoir that you're writing. Uh, right. So memoir, um, but also I'm writing a, okay, I'm working on my third album and I'm going to release a third book of poetry slash lyrics slash meaning behind the songs um, along with the album. Uh, I'm also, I also just filed to become an LLC with the state and I'm super excited about that because it opens some doors as an entrepreneur being able to um, invest in myself and being able to represent myself as an entity as a, as a business as well. Um, also playing live shows. I'm doing a lot of live streams because that's the day and age that we're in right now. But also I've got some live shows coming up on the horizon as things start to open back up in, in August, October, um, et cetera. Awesome. And so, yeah, we will include all of your links and stuff in the description so that people can check you out, go on to some of your live streams and be able to follow you, um, hear some of your music and everything that's out there. And so hopefully that can help drive more people your way and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, what kind of challenge do you think that you have experienced that maybe other business entrepreneur people and stuff experience as well? A challenge that I have ex experienced is the is the calculated risk or the calculated big decision where I will make decisions. Is it worth investing in myself? And the answer is always yes, but there are those moments thinking, okay, what does this mean for my future? What does this mean for the future of my finances? What does this mean for what I will be able to do? And I, I weigh a pros and cons list. And, um, and I've had to decipher and become more detailed with the decisions that I make, especially when it comes to investing myself and financial things like that. So I'd say some, some struggles I've had to deal with are not necessarily struggles, but a process of taking myself seriously. I still remember the day when I was like driving in my car, listening to my first album. And I was like, whoa, this is like really happening. Like I, I'm like a musician and I've released music and heck it's pretty good. And then I, all of a sudden I was like, whoa, this is, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And so I started to take myself seriously. And then that transformed into making bigger decisions that put myself in a place and put my business in a place um, to receive more opportunity. And I think that part of what you said and stuff really kind of hits home and everything because you had to make the decision and then take action. So mm -hmm. you can't just make a decision of, I'm gonna make this work and then sit back and wait for it to work. There has to be a take action, find things and stuff that actually lead you toward um, what you're trying to accomplish 
-hmm. and be able to commit to that decision and stuff fully because if you don't commit to the decision you're likely to waver and decide okay well maybe not and you know that's a decision in itself as well but committing to finding mm -hmm. out how to make that happen and mm -hmm. so that's key to being able to actually make your business work as well and also being grateful for the results and the steps along the way and being patient and yet not too patient like you know with each step along the way i make a big i start taking myself seriously as a musician and then a couple more opportunities come in and i'm grateful for those opportunities oh wow i'm playing a small venue in la and then the next time it's a bigger opportunity and then the next time it's a bigger opportunity and being able to see and appreciate the journey mm -hmm. you know it was so interesting when i also realized like oh my gosh like it's not just uh, so cliche it's not just about the destination it's about all the living in between all the people we meet and the conversations and and all those processes we go through like you know, and the, those stories that become memories, like those memories are what I am nostalgic for and look back on, like my first show at the Viper Room and like the cool people that I met and how I felt like a rock and roller. And I can look back on that and, and be like, wow, um, it's all leading up to the next step and the present. Yeah. Appreciating the journey and stuff that you're on, definitely, I think, helps you move forward and um helps you to be to live in that state of gratitude like we were talking about and stuff mm -hmm. of making sure that you actually are thankful for everything that is along your path because if nothing else is teaching you mm -hmm. the right or wrong way to do something and so it's okay to fail it's okay to find the wrong ways to do something but it you keep going towards that goal and you keep mm -hmm. working towards um taking action to complete that goal one thing that's helped me stay on that course is creating a mission statement for myself so i always have something to come back to um something to keep me grounded so when i am making those decisions i'm like okay well is it in line with my mission statement and then of course my mission statement is based off of who i am as a person so the question is is this authentically me um and having something to a guiding post to go back to yeah, that's great. I think that everybody needs to have their mission statement, their vision and their goals set out and then take action because mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen until you do. Right, right. So as a closing thought, uh, what would you like to leave the listeners with? As a closing thought, I'd like to leave the listeners with an idea that I touched on briefly, which is in the, in the present moment, there are so many different things to be consumed and to be appreciated. The way something smells, the music that's in the air, the family that's there, um, the time of year that it is, all of that is so informative to, to like our souls. And so to be able to see the moments while we're there so we can go back and, and re-experience them through memory. I think that music provides an avenue to do that very well as well. Awesome. So, well, thank you very much for your time and for speaking with us today. We really do appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on the show.